Today on Cashflow, attitude, entrepreneurship, and how not to fail. Jason Waters, CEO of JW Financial Group, and welcome to Cashflow, where we talk about the number one goal of your small business, which is to create cash flow. With us today is Vianne Smith. Welcome. Jason, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about your company, what you do. Sure, sure. So um, I'm one of the co-founders of a tech company here in Atlanta called Soltech. We started the firm 22 years ago. My husband and I are partners in that. And so essentially what we do is we help organizations build custom software, primarily around web, mobile, and data-centric solutions. And we also have an IT staffing component to our organization. So, so kind of levels hire, it out. If I need to hire an IT person, I can call you? That would be correct, okay. yes. And then Soltech, how would I find Soltech? Well, we're what? out on the web, certainly, uh, soltech.net. Okay. So soltech.net, yes. Awesome. So tell me, what kind of software do you create? Well, it's custom software. So, you know, a lot of people may not understand how you build software, but I always like to make analogies for people to understand it. So I liken it to building a custom home. You know, you can live in, you can build two kinds of homes. You could buy one that was already built and you just go move in and all the tile and everything has been mm -hmm. selected for you and you just have to live with it, whether you like blue or gray or whatever, you're stuck. Or you can hire somebody to build custom home. And so that's what Soltech does. We build custom software across all industries okay. you know we're basically solving problems and helping companies grow through custom technology enabled solutions yeah you'll so, find them on the internet on mobile devices and everything usually has a data component okay. you know to the back i always say this too you know whether companies know it or not they are a tech company so i think whether you're in manufacturing or distribution or hospitality or healthcare at the core, you're a tech company because there's nobody working today without tech, which sure. is a beautiful thing for Soltech. So how did you get into this business? Um, well, interestingly enough, uh, I grew up on a farm uh, and uh, was the first person in all of my family lineage to go to college. And so I had a college uh, or a high school advisor who I was like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I liked math and science and solving problems. And he said, well, you should be a systems analyst. And, you know, back in the 80s, you know, 70s and 80s, I'm like, what is that? And he said, well, you'll go work on computer bugs. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. So I went to college and uh, took my first computer class and it was a magical thing. We got on a computer and you basically typed this, these instructions, you know, the instructor would give you a problem and say, okay, take these cards, type up a solution to that. And you took the cards to this uh, data center and they ran it through a computer and voila, you had this like really fancy solution or a game or whatever. I'm like, this is like magic, you know? So it was just challenging, rewarding, and I was hooked. So I knew I was in the right place. How do you determine whether you're capable of starting a business? That's a great question. Um, I've, I've received that before and on my episode with Mitzi Moore, we talked a lot about, about entrepreneurs. And so if you have a second, I would take a look at that. But uh, really to start a business, you have to know something about what you're doing. You won't believe how many people come to me and tell me they want to start a restaurant and they have never been in the restaurant business. They might have some good food and or know what bad food is and think they can do better, it's not that easy. So um, it has to be some kind of link to what you're already doing. So for example, for you, you started your business, you didn't start in a field you didn't know, 
That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so very fortunate that um, I met my husband at work. So that was really brilliant for the for the future that we set out to do together. So we both were trained to be computer programmers, and so uh, we met in a consulting firm. And uh, I always am thankful for the challenges and the opportunities that life presents because I do think that things come your way and you have a choice to make. And if you're deliberate about those choices, usually things work out well. We had worked together for a few companies, but the theme of all of our history together is we were working for consulting firms that were based in other cities that wanted to have an Atlanta presence. And so we had the good fortune of all the back office stuff had been taken care of, you know, all the personnel and mm -hmm. HR and payroll and all that was done. And we got to focus on building, you know, out our organization in the branches. And so the last firm that we did that for was based in Florida and they were private when we started. They had an IPO, they went public and they acquired about 20 companies. And so we learned a lot. And probably the thing that led us to starting our firm is the company was really rich with core values and you know really strong DNA in the early days. But once they went public, the way that the company got managed changed. You know, it was all about answering to the investors and yeah. making your numbers Generating every quarter. Profit, right. And you know, you did funny things. You know, to make sure that that report was good every quarter. Uh, we felt confident that we knew how to run a business, and so. We knew uh, we were passionate about it. We knew how to run you know, the branch. We thought it was just one step further for us. Mm -hmm. And really what drove us to do it is we wanted to be able to, uh, to really set and maintain the course in terms of our core values and what we were all about. And we knew the only way to really do that was to do it ourselves, yeah. So what advice would you give to people that are husband and wife team that want to start a business together? Well, there's a couple. For me, it was uh, to my husband. I said, we have to have delineation of duties. You know, we fortunately have very similar skill sets, but truly we're passionate. We're different. We have different passions. So we could do each other's jobs, but we're passionate about different things. So my thing when we started was, I want to grow the business. I want to do all the business development. I want to work with the customers. I love the thrill of the deal. And I also love the talent side and people and bringing you know, people great jobs and giving them good lifestyles. My husband is more interested in the operations and the finance, so he was more the delivery guy. So it was brilliant for us. I went out and closed the business and got the people and then he made sure we delivered. So that was my thing when we started. We're going to have delineation of duties. His rule was we don't talk about work after 9 p.m. And that was really hard for me. <laughs> so, I, I work, you know, we can't, we do have to have a cutoff time. And for mm -hmm. him, it was nine o'clock. And I have lived to that for 22 years. We don't talk about work, but when we get up and walk at 5.30, we're talking work, right. you know? So anyway, so those were our funny little things when we started. What are some fundamental skills necessary to start a business? Fundamental skills you need to start a business. Well, I already talked about the fact that you need to know something about the business you're going to start related to that industry, uh, at least tangentially, more than just I, I know how to cook and I can now open a restaurant. What a lot of people miss, and this is this is illustrated great in a book called The E-Myth, now The E-Myth Revisited. So I would I recommend checking that out. E is not like e-commerce. E is an, an um, entrepreneur, entrepreneur myth. People think because they're a great technologist or they're great technically about doing a certain skill. It could be a plumber that they know about running a business, but they don't. They know they're good plumbers. And so you don't know finance. You might not know HR. You might not know how to, you know, what paperwork you need. You might not know technology. So you know, I think the most important thing is to understand what you don't know and find people to help you do the things that you don't know so you can do what you're really good at. 
Can't agree more, so totally agree. There's a couple things I would say to that. So I see this all the time, being in the tech space. There are, we're in Atlanta, there's a lot of tech startups and great ideas, and I'm always like, I'm always a little bit intimidated by all the great creative ideas and the companies that people start. But I see time and time again, the skill that they don't realize they need more than anything is they have to always be doing business development marketing, getting the word out. As I always tell people, it's like, you can build the most beautiful thing ever, this wonderful solution that's gonna solve world hunger. But if you don't tell anybody about it, you're not gonna sell anything, right? And you're not gonna be able to hire people and you're not gonna have a business. You're gonna have a great idea and a great product, but you've got to be always selling, marketing, you know, getting your word out. So I think you have to, if you're gonna start a business, you have to have someone in that organization that is passionate about doing that, which is driving the revenue, right? So, and if it's not you or it's not your partner, you need to hire for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's key. But the other thing that I think is really successful is if you're starting a business for the long haul, I think it's really, really important that one is you're doing something you're passionate about and then the role that you choose to be in is something that you're good at and that you're happy doing because you're gonna be doing it a long time, you're gonna be doing it every day. And so I think you have to really kind of be honest with yourself. And sometimes the role in, in the company that you're gonna fill is not the sexy role, yeah. but it is the one you're good at and it's the one that you're gonna you know, provide the most value to all the people that then you're gonna be responsible for when you start hiring people. I didn't really get this when I was younger in my 20s and 30s, but I get it really, really a lot now, which is you need to hire people better than yourself. And that can be really intimidating early on because uh, you're thinking nobody's better than me. I started this thing, but you do get to the point where you realize I'm not good at everything and you know, I need to hire people that are better than me. And by doing that, that says a lot about, I think, you know, how good you are as a yeah. person, right? So, but sometimes I think you have to get to there, you know, because you don't want to admit that out of the gate. It takes, and people's personalities are different. Some people don't want to let go of it and some people right. just want to hold it all in. But I've yeah. found like the more, I have to constantly let go of things and I have to, because more will come on your plate. You don't yeah, have to worry about right. it. Yeah, it's going to happen. So yeah, as soon as you get rid of something, it's amazing. Something like, what am I going to do? And then, right. oh wow, <laughs> there's a whole ton of other things to do. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, what kind of attitude do you think a person needs to have to start a business? Yeah, I'd say start and run a business. Uh, what kind of attitude do you have to have? Well, positive attitude. I mean, that's for one, but then do you have to kind of have the attitude of like, no, I'm not going to fail? Right. right, exactly. I think, you know, as I look at all the entrepreneurs that I have met or come in contact with, they all have some sort of attitude. Some I like more than others, but you know, but I think if you're going to start a firm, you have to have a, some level of attitude, you know, and in mine, my attitude is, you know, probably just from how I was raised, but failure was not going to be an option. And, you know, luckily my partner and I had the same, we kind of came from the same roots. And when we started it, you know, we, we said, okay, can, can we survive? If we don't make any money, can we survive and how long? And so, you know, you do some financial planning. And so we felt like we could do two years and be okay. We made the dedicated decision that we would not take any pay. Uh, ourselves, but we would roll everything we did into what we made into the business the first two years. And I think that was key to having, you know, long-term stability because we didn't go out and reach for money or take yeah. angel money. So it was all self-funded. But the other was just, we both had the same attitude that we were in this together. And no matter what happened, failure was not an option. Um, and so 
you know, what causes, you know, how, how do you live that? Well, I think that's different for everybody. For me, I knew that I really didn't want to go back to corporate America. You know, I was raising family, having children in the days that we founded the company. And while we worked all the time, I also had flexibility to be there for my children, which was number one. The family always comes first. And so we just committed to this attitude of failure is not an option. Yeah. And, you know, there are times, you know, and I think having a partner has been helpful for me personally. I don't know how you do it without a good partner, but um, I do think in life you have rhythms, right? So we have our highs and our lows and we have our mediums. I feel that when you're in business with a partner specifically, you're not on the same rhythm all the time, which is a good thing because when I'm up, he might be down. When right. he's down, I might be up. But we always reminded ourselves, okay, just put the bootstraps back on. You know, we can wallow and you know, be upset or whatever for a few days, but you know, we're not failing. So you ready? Let's go. You know, right. I'm going to pull you and you're going to pull me. So I just think that's been key to, you know, having stability over a long haul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I got into the entrepreneurial uh, game, if you will, two and a half years ago when I wasn't planning on it. I always wanted to, but what happened with me is um, I've been a corporate banker for almost 20 years. I had uh, just received a um, exceeds expectations, performance review, and a raise. And then a week later, they said, you're not doing enough and you're making too much money. Bye. And so... Um, surprise. Surprise. Yeah, you're not in control. And we'll yeah. uh, give you two weeks severance, <laughs> and, which is not severance. But, um, right. That's, yeah. You know, and so I was down for a couple of days. I'm like, what has happened to me? And then, I, then it hit me. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I spent 20 years in banking. I've worked for six different firms. It's not, I've always, it's not the right thing for me. I'm getting a salary maybe a bonus. But it, so my attitude had been like, I mean, I, I probably wasn't giving all of myself because I didn't really like what I was doing. So now my attitude switched to like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to do this on my own and I'm not going to fail. And so every day I wake up and I, part of my attitude, and this is not necessarily what should drive people, but it's like, I don't want to ever go back to that. That's right. So part of what drives me now is like, I'm going to succeed because I'm not going to go do that again. You know, it's, it's, that's, yeah, that's why I think life, you know, life presents us with challenges, roadblocks, opportunities, surprises, and we have a choice. And, you know, so when my children or my friends, you know, hit those sort of lows, you know, my family gets really upset with me because I'm always the silver lining person. You know, something bad, I said, no, but there's good in that. You know, you know this is, you're going to find something it. better. Yeah. yeah, you can't it's see it. It's hard to see yeah. it when you're that close in it, but from outside, you know, and that's what us, we as leaders have to think, okay, and parents, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. from that, you can't see this right now, but we know it's going to happen. And from my perspective, I know, you know, God has plans to bless and not harm me, but, you know, um, you know, that's just, we just have to be the leaders there. Right. Well, that's all we have for today's episode of Cashflow. Thank you for coming in. It's been and, a pleasure. Thanks for can, having how me. How can folks find you? Uh, so um, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So my name, uh, fortunately, is very unique. Vianne Smith, can't miss me. I think I'm only one of two Vianns in the world I've ever known. So easy to find. And then our company is online at soltech.net. And you can find me at Jason Waters, hashtag cashflow. Until next time.